Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Sales and marketing are functions that are meant to peacefully coexist, but sometimes they end up butting heads. That's a fact. I've seen that time and time again. They're both integral parts of any organization's overall success, and without them, you're not going to have it. So how can we get these two entities to collaborate and align at every turn? Well, we're going to talk about that today without question, and we're going to learn from an expert. Joining me today is Peter Weedfall, the Senior Vice President of Home Appliances at Sharp. Peter, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Well, what a great pleasure to be here. Thank God someone talks as fast and with a jaunty spirit like I do. I'm talking to a mirror right now. Good to see hey, you. But, you know, I, I, you put the quarter in, you get to go for the full ride, and I'm excited. You know, we got a lot of business going on today here with the C-suite. Now, let me ask you, how are you ensuring that sales and marketing operate as a cohesive unit? Because typically, you know, and especially in big companies like Sharp, you got sales on one side, typically you have marketing on the other. They're not always existing, although a lot of people are combining them and putting them together. So what are your conditions of satisfaction in that regard? I would say that I started my career in selling and I was, was always mystery stew. What is marketing? And after about a decade of being in selling, I received the responsibility decades ago to run sales and marketing. And it blew me away because I realized that they're exactly the same with different toolkits. As an example, if I have one hour to present to you in sales, I have to get your attention, your interest, your conviction, and get to close you. If I have one minute or 30 seconds in a TV ad, I need your attention, uh, conviction, desire, and close you. So they're basically the same process. The goal is to get to the close, but what tools do you use? So it's sharp, and I did this in my previous opportunities for the last 20 years. We've combined sales and marketing. So we view all of our sales leaders and presidents, they're in charge of sales and marketing, and our marketing team is in charge of marketing and sales. And they work very closely together, very collaborative together, all the way down to the last three feet of the sale. We say sales plus marketing equals one, spelled W-O-N, and it's working for us at Sharp. You know, and that's a smart move. You know, when I was at Eastman Kodak, uh, I I always looked at the sales team as my customer. I mean, that's a big part because without it, and I actually convinced the chief sales officer at that time um, in one of the divisions to move, because it was our main division, move up to the same floor as my office. And I'm going to have my sales, my marketing team set on your staff meeting. And I want your, your, your key leaders to set it on my team as we started to put it. I called it two in a box. And that's what you're, you're really saying. It's two in a box. Well, you have to actually have the mindset of leadership across the entire organization to reconstitute that thinking. I can tell you, I left one very large corporation. And the moment I left, they moved the entire marketing team, which is about 45 people, uh, to New York City from New Jersey. And everyone was like, why would they do that? Well, because you wanted them together. They want to run separately. And I'm like, that's great news because I'll be competing with you. So again, I say, (laughs) but the only reason, Jeffrey, we can do it so well, I think, is because I have worked so hard in selling my whole life and I have worked so hard in marketing all the digital disciplines. You can't report to someone who only does marketing or only does sales. You need somebody who has, you know, sort of the uh, intrinsic mindset and the dignity of knowledge 
to present both sides of the equation. And it's working for us. Everyone's very happy. Yeah, well, marketing, if you look at it from a definition, is really the inception of, of the idea all the way through customer satisfaction. So, you know, and sales is an intricate part because sales is taking great products and selling them to great people. So it's all about, you know, customer satisfaction in the end, which is what you want. That's where your real value is driven. So yeah, it's, all about, it's all about the brand, right? The brand lives everywhere and the brand is a promise and a brand is a metal you have to shine every day. So if you could get your whole organization to think that way, and the last data point on this subject is when we talk to our sales organization and or our marketing organization, we say, here's your formula in sales. Here's your formula in marketing. Very easy. Creativity plus relevancy equals one. Mm-hmm. Creativity plus relevancy equals one. Both sides. When you bring them together, if you're really creative and you're not relevant, you're out. Right. If you're really relevant and not creative, you're out. If you combine those two with the dignity of knowledge, the marketing assets, the touch points, the triggers all the way across the organization, sales and marketing, and they work like this hand in hand. Now you have something to go out and compete with as long as you have the technologies and products and uh, you can build a desire in the marketplace for what you're bringing to the marketplace, which well, is I what, what you, marketing does. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I love what you said. And people listening, you should hear it. I mean, he's right spot on. A brand is nothing but a promise delivered. That's what it is. Okay. In the end, it's not the look, the feel and all that stuff. That's all attributes, so forth and so on. I also really love this idea that you're in sales. I don't care who you are. Everybody's in sales. And I came from the sales word first before I became in the market. I know that. I know. Yeah. Know. yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I, I have, I'm chairman of a company today, we do a lot of marketing for a lot of companies. And we say, we're really salespeople. We're, and that's yeah. how we start the conversation. We're really salespeople because a lot of people looked at marketing as more of a Marcom function, right? For a long, long time. And it's really starting to get more of its dues, don't you think? Well, yeah, not only that, but I've changed um, the, the acronym for CMO, which was originally chief marketing officer. I changed it to chief metric officer. Because as we move faster in the post-digital economy, as we're hyper-changing through all of these tools and apps and constructs and back-ends and front-ends, you've really got to watch every single piece of data in order to, so back to relevancy, without that data in the chief metric officer's camp, you, you can't go and drive sales and marketing, number one. Number two, I've also said that CRM, which is still, I'm forlorn about CRM. I've been listening. I've been playing with data lakes and CRM. Yeah. I, I don't know any. I don't know anybody who has CRM to Peter Wheatfall. My bank doesn't CRM me. Nobody right. has the relationship. But CRM does not stand for customer relationship management. That is parochial. CRM stands for consumers really matter, mm. or customers really matter. And when consumers or customers really matter, and you combine sales and marketing as one tour to force as the anthem under the pillars of all the tools you have. Now you can go out and take and make a market. And that's basically what we try to do every day. I have a great team of people. You would be amazed. Don't tell my competition the one I hire them. When you look across the horizon of the individuals we have, um, they're all same mindset. You can't lead if you don't have the same mindset, right? Absolutely. Speaking of mindset, let's take a quick break and work on our mindset and listen to this message. We'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we are live casting right here on Facebook and LinkedIn as we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazel. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget, tell your friends about the show. That's how we grow. I'm talking with Peter Weedfold. He's the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Sharp. And we're talking about all things 
uh, sales, all things marketing. You know, Peter, the, the pandemic uh, really wrecked havoc in every industry. Uh, and some have had some huge gains. Some have had some huge losses. How has it reshaped your sales and marketing at Sharp? So I think basically what we did when we started to see this unfold in April was a, a very, very bad month for yeah. anyone I know in business. April right. was. Yeah. What we decided to do is core down and heavy up. Not very much different than what we currently do. Before, you know, we traveled extensively. I travel 70% of my time. My sales organization travels 70% of their time. We said we have to reconstitute and reorganize. We're as durable as steel. We care about our customers. We care about our consumers. So we basically started calling everybody. I mean, I've got thousands of independent dealers out there, best of breed retailers, distributor partners. And we went literally live with them, either by the phone, by Zoom, by Boom, by Zoom, by Teams, WebEx, and really went out there um, with a heart for the innocent. And that is for those people who are afflicted. Jeffrey, I can't tell you how many times we have called up a customer, myself also, I made the calls. Yeah. Find out they're in the hospital. Yeah, but like like what? Well, especially in New York, New Jersey, for a lot of us that know, right. some people say, "Hey, they haven't been affected." Well, you don't live in New York, New Jersey. Let me tell you, you, you we all right. know somebody that was lost or, or right. So when, when we're trying to unleash capacity. We go back to what is our brand position, and our brand position is we care about our consumers, we care about our customers. The unvarnished reality is something has happened that's very very bad but actually fits in very well to who we are uh, and the products we bring to market. And I can't wait if we get a chance to talk about air purification. I have some funny stories that will stick in your mind for a long time about what's going on in the outside world right now. But it is terrible. We have friends and neighbors who've been afflicted by it. But all we could do is cord down and heavy up, uh, make sure that our customers were in great shape um, and that you know, we would help them in any way we can. Trust me, from a financial fiduciary standpoint, we've been helping our customers. We've been helping consumers in any way we can um, with intense sobriety. Well, you know, that's a good statement, too. I, it's curious, though, that the old school stuff works, right? So when I when I hear everybody said, well, we, we buckled down and we started calling our customers. Well, what I, I don't mean to be flippant, but what were you doing before? Is it was it no, just a, it, it was so we galvanized all the travel and all the airports yeah. and, and all of that. And we instead went to a new format over the last 90 days where we're setting up Teams calls, we're setting up WebExes, Zoom, phone calls. And this isn't about being quick silver. This is true fidelity. There was nothing phony about it. To your important point, if all of a sudden we're calling everybody up and we're having all these meetings and they're like, what are you, a bunch of jerks? Right. Where were you before this pandemic? No. This so is you were, you, it's just a different way of doing it. And now they're home. By the way, I was telling a lot of people, especially early on, to drive and thrive. Could Don't sit back. Get out there and start calling and say, hey, how can you help? What can you do? What can we help you with? Right. And, and that worked. But more importantly, they were home. You Listen, could reach them. We believe, we believe in in search of excellence. Yeah. We believe in what that great man said, which is we take a, a saw and we chop off the back of our chair. We always run that way. We love being with our customers. But I have to tell you that um, there's been a lot of flinty work inside our building and a lot of aspirational work outside. And our business over the last three months has been extremely strong. Part of it is I believe we're in the right business. Part of it is our brand awareness and the power of the brand promise. But part of it, too, is I think 
We're very, very close to our consumers, our customers, service and supporters remain very strong, and we're ardent fans, ardent fans on the art of the possible in delivering leadership. Our motto internally is, if you want to be a leader, act like a leader, whether it's raining outside, whether the lightning is hitting, whether it's a sunny day, never slip on a banana peel. And what's great about it, Jeffrey, like-minded people that we have in our company, we all have the unbridled thrill to play that way. There's nothing phony. I don't have to look at one of my team members going, they're going through the motions. They're yeah. doing They're doing it, which is we awesome. Haven't changed, we haven't changed the esprit de corps during the last 90 days. Yes, we're working from home. Um, and there's benefits and lacks of benefits there. Right. Yeah. We're on it. The number one goal that we have is to service and support and kiss and hold every customer, every consumer, every business partner, and the editorial community, which is just so important to our current and our future. You mentioned air purifiers. Talk to me about that. Sure. So we're very well vested, uh, vested in air purification. Actually, Sharp has sold. Uh, we have a technology that we own, patented, called Plasma Cluster Ion Technology, which mm. I'll explain. We've sold over 80 million worldwide plasma cluster ion technology engines to purify the air that you breathe. The part I was going to tell you that's funny is I'm watching everybody walking around with masks on. Yes, do it. I heard your oration. It was perfect. Right. I'm very fungible. I don't have a mask on. There's no one within 50 feet of me right now. Yeah. But- I say to my neighbors, my friends, people, strangers in the park, listen, I'm a good guy. I just have a question for you. When you go home today, will you take your mask off when you go in your home or keep it on? And every time they were gassed, they look at me like, who the hell is this doofball? What is he even talking about? And I say, well, do you do realize the EPA, and this is official, go on the government site, says the air in your home is five times to a hundred times worse than the fresh air outside. Mm-hmm. And in point of fact, when you go in your home, it's a Petri dish. Jeffrey. Well, and it's, it's, they're so sealed now. They're so tight. So sealed. Right? Yeah. So mold, mildew, bacteria, yeah. airborne viruses. Remember when we were in high school, the Petri dish teacher says, hey, there's nothing in it. Let's look tomorrow, the third day, the fifth day. Yeah. So without really good air purification in your home, I'm, I'm not, I'm suggesting as a person, just keep your mask on. Yeah. Because how many breaths a day do you take, Jeffrey? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 22,000 breaths a day. Okay. Inside your home, how many of those breaths are in your bedroom? I bet you a lot. Yeah. So air purification. So as a leader in air purification, we designed a technology that is different than everyone else out there. It's patented. Everyone else has what they call true HEPA. Uh, and TrueHEP is a great technology, um, and but it's a passive technology. You, you place it in the room, and if, if the um, pollutants come by, they'll grab a hold of it. You're basically going after pollen and pet dander and smoke and dust. We go a step further with active technology, plasma cluster. We send out positive and negative ions throughout the entire room. Find the airborne viruses. Find the, the mold, the mildew. Attach to it. Destroy it and it falls to the ground, and then you just vacuum it up. So the point here is is that air purification now, even though consumers don't understand it and customers don't, as well as you and I might, they're starting to get it. We have been selling so many air purifiers, not because I'm flapping, but because people are going, 
you know, maybe we need something inside our home too. There seems to be mold and well, even or even in the office. You know, we have some small offices um, where we have operations, and I actually a couple about a month ago wrote down, "Hey, we should get some air purifiers as we go back to work. We should have you those should. in the office." Yeah. But- but remember, they're not all equal. Sharp plasma cluster ion technology gives you both true HEPA and gives you the power to go out actively uh, with positive and negative ions to find the yeah. mold, mildew, and the bacteria and airborne viruses. Very different technology. In fact, PC Magazine just wrote up a great article about our brand new um, air purifier, J80, which, by the way, covers a room that's 500 feet in size, 500 square feet. And also is enabled with Alexa, so you can talk to him. Say, Alexa, turn on my air purifier. You gotta, you gotta, you shouldn't say her name because she's coming on my desk right now. She just lit <laughs> up when you said that. I'm Sorry. Going, oh no! <laughs> As a technology leader, you are. You have a burstable bandwidth. You've got to take control of that Alexa. Exactly. Totally the question. Yeah, so we're fired up. We're fired yeah. up. Um, we're working with hospitals and medical centers because they're now starting to go. Well, maybe we need that. Every doctor should have. A sharp PCI in their waiting room. You go yeah. in a waiting room, people are coughing. Where Where's the air purification? Yeah, I'd, I especially want it there. I especially want it there. Maybe even my, and the other places that we, we frequent often, like the supermarket and a couple other places. Hey, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. And we are back right here on uh, C-Suite Radio. This is Jeffrey Hazel with All Business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite Radio, world's largest and uh, fastest growing business podcast network. And we appreciate all of you listening in. And we're doing a live cast right here on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm talking to Peter Weedfold. He's a, yes, a senior vice president of sales and marketing at Sharp, one of the world's largest electronic companies. And we're talking about, of course, right now, air filters. Hey, did you make any big changes? Obviously, air filters are very helpful for people in the pandemic. Obviously, something we should all have no matter what. Anyway, you've given us some of those reasons. Did you start to, to ramp up the, the attention on that product uh, when the pandemic hit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, part of it is all these different triggers we have, right? So our sales organization has been promulgating our channel partners with data and information. Obviously, on social networking, you know, one of the nice things about air purification, especially through the pandemic, is we have a heart for the innocent. We're trying to help America breathe better. So we used our social channels, advertising, marketing, through the editorial community, um, to be frank with you, there are cer- certain circumstances where I've actually sent an air purifier on my sure. command out to somebody who just got out of the hospital who had COVID-19. Yeah. Um, if they're listening to this, they'll know who they are. In fact, several people around the country. So the, the word is getting out, but the unvarnished reality is it, it, it's suddenly becoming all by itself a powerhouse. It's very difficult for me to even keep the products in stock even though we're a big replete player in this space. So yeah, we're out there talking about it, but you have to be careful to separate from, hi, who, ha, there's a pandemic, you should oh, buy yeah, from Come me. buy from me, come buy right. from me. Yeah, because you don't want to be seen as uh, chasing ambulances and if we use right. that as an example. But. but That's why I say we have a heart for the innocent. And the really important part is the jet stream of frustration for me personally as a person is that I, I would love everybody to breathe properly. And yeah. if we can use fidelity, you know, with great emotional capital to pull people in, um, that's good for us. And point of fact, if you buy Sharp um, with Plasma Cluster and HEPA, 
you're getting the very best product. So we have a lot of work to do, but we're doing it in a way that's conscious, uh, fair and equitable, and has a concord and an accord to what's going on in the country today that we're very worried about. Yeah. Do you find it tough as a marketer? And and I, you know, haven't been in this situation before. And I think I look at what other brands are doing right now. And some have done a very good job early on. It was tough for some of the companies. They were taking some crap because they didn't get the commercials off fast enough, but that wasn't their fault because the networks were putting commercials on for them for free. So they were running the old stuff and it made it look like maybe, and I, Ford was one of those that took a little brief, a little thing about, Oh, come get the finance and come to it. And people said, stop, stop. And Ford said, Hey, that ain't us. You know, they, they were just running their stuff, but you got to balance that, right? You got to balance the, Hey, you, I can tell you drink the Kool-Aid. I can tell you care about what you're doing and you take a real, it's a fundamental, it's in your core, right? I get that. That oozes. But at the same time, you want to sell something. So it's a balance between, Hey, come look at me and buy this. And I care, we care about you. So how do you deal with that in, in terms of a marketing mix? Yeah, I think what you have to do is you have to orientate the conversation by the facts, not just the emotions. Mm. So that balance between creativity and relevancy back to messaging or marketing or selling, um, here are the facts. Don't, don't, don't go by me. These are the facts. Here's what the EPA says. Here's what the CDC says. Here's what reality says. Here's what we're worried about. And here's what we've done. So real easy with economy of language, fat claim, payoff, fat claim, payoff, fat claim. You need air purification in your home so that your respiratory system, your larynx, your pharynx, the blood that's going through your entire system, the oxygen going through your blood is protected. That's a fat claim payoff. Don't take my word for it. CDC, EPA, there's a lot of products out there. Here's all the articles on air purification and what it'll do to protect and put a blanket over your family. It's about the family. It's not just about you and me. There's children. In America today, we still go out and buy fans. We buy fans for little Johnny's room. Johnny's running around. The fan blows all the caca, the bacteria, the mold, the mildew up into the air, down through the respiratory system, the larynx and pharynx, three days later. (coughs) Mama, mama, I feel sick. Of course you feel sick. Mama just blew everything right down your whole system. Purify the air. So the balance, to answer your question, is be orientated by the facts. Don't try to lead by emotion. Don't try to lead by creativity. People today are very savvy, very smart as proven. They, well, they've always been savvy. We just, we just, we did no. it a different way. We told them that. Not you don't think so? Be- not until Bezos came along. When Bezos came along, he said, everybody, this is the lesson. We're going to do the advertising, the marketing, the knowledge, the facts, the reviews from everybody, the price point, and your ability to buy in a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. At that time when he started, there was still people running television ads. Hey, look at this for 30 seconds. Over here, we're trying to do this over there. So now what's happened is he has schooled everyone who's smart to say, when you have a conversation, whether it's sales or marketing, don't leave out the rest of it. Attention, interest, conviction, desire, and close like that. And that's how I view it. But again, in, in this question about how you deal in a pandemic, you have to do it in a way that mollifies the relevancy of what's happening around you with, you know, with this dire pandemic. 
Well, I tell you what, some lessons learned. That's a fact. And I can tell you're passionate about the product, which is awesome. And you've helped educate me today. And uh, what a pleasure, Peter. Good to have you right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for doing the good work and keep it up. Hey, at the end of every show, we like to talk about what I learned. I tell you, there's a lot of things in there. I love his passion. Wasn't that great to see his passion? I mean, that guy had an answer for everything, and you would expect that from a seasoned executive like Peter, and he is truly. But you know what was really cool? You could tell he drinks the Kool-Aid. He believes it, man. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I tell you, you really get passionate when you believe it. If you really believe that product and make that happen. But what I also like that is how to balance the need to sell. You got to sell your product, but at the same time in this time period, you got to, you got to care. So first you have to have that as your core value. And without question, when I said he drinks the Kool-Aid, he's got that as a core value. The company has that other core value. And by having their core value, it makes it easier to sell because really what you're doing is helping people and you're giving. And the more you give, the more you get. That's what I learned right here on the All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, tell your friends. I drink the Kool-Aid on All Business and C-Suite Radio. I hope you do too. Thanks. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.